You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Spray, wait, and wash. Available online at clean-myride.com or find us on Facebook at CleanMyRideUK. Cleaning bikes and vehicles. Everyone loves the results. Not everyone loves the effort. Clean My Ride Combined Bike Wash and Degreaser gives you the best of both worlds. Amazing cleaning and degreasing with very little effort. Its non-street, non-caustic formula eats dirt, dissolves grease, and is safe on all surfaces. Clean My Ride Combined Bike Wash Degreaser. Simply spray, wait, and wash. Available online at clean-myride.com or find us on Facebook at Clean My Ride. We are the nowhere generation. We are the kids that no one wants. We are a credible threat to the rules you set across the be alarms. We are not the names that we've been given. We speak a language you
Well, it is another warm welcome back to Around the Boards, the Speedway podcast, and it is another very warm welcome back. I'm absolutely sweltering. Rob, great to have you back on the show again. Uh, unfortunately, Kane is not available this evening, so I've drafted in a guest replacement, um, and a good guest replacement as well, in his place with uh, someone who's been on the show before, Ryan Mitchell. So, Ryan, great to have you on the show as well. Thanks for having me. How are we? Not, not too bad. It's very warm, as I'm sure Rob is as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sort of yeah, I'm sort of picking and choosing my words because it's it's a lot of energy just to say anything. Cause it's a bit it's a bit hot in it, boys. Really, <laughs> too hot to be on the radio, but needs <laughs> must. We've got plenty to talk through on the uh, on the podcast this week. Um, delighted to say, in a little while, um, Ollie Allen, um, joint T- GB manager, will be joining us on the show. We've got a special Speedway of Nations preview going on this evening. Also this evening, while we're on the show live, we've got the Premiership pairs going on at Wolverhampton, which uh, has just begun. Um, I know Kingsland are in Heat 1, so I'm trying to avoid that like the plague at the moment. Um, and a few other things, our meeting of the week. Obviously, the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge this week is going to be replaced by the Ludlow versus Mitchell Challenge. So uh, good luck to Ryan in that one. And we'll be going through some other bits and pieces um, that have been happening during the week as well. So... Um, I think to begin with, what we're going to do, we'll um, talk about some of the bits and pieces that have been in the news uh, domestically this week. Um, unfortunately, some more injuries uh, to report. Um, I'll come to you first, uh, Rob, this one. Um, at Oxford uh, for Berwick this week, uh, Jai Etheridge had an accident, um, sustained a collarbone injury and a broken finger, which has put him out for a little while now. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's... Um... Uh, a pretty big loss for for Berwick as as what's seen. Obviously, they picked up a really a, hand, a really handy win against away at Oxford, uh, which was good to see for them. And, um, and you, you kind of got the feeling they might they might want to kick on, but uh, since then, obviously, they took a they took a hammering at Glasgow um, later on in the week. So it's yeah, I think uh, I think they'll miss Jai Etheridge. I think he's I think he's a pretty pretty solid scorer for them. So um, yeah, whether or not they're going to cover that with a guest or rider replacement remains to be seen. But yeah, I think that's yeah, it's not a great. Um, it's not ideal for Berwick or for Jai, so hopefully he's, uh, he gets a speedy recovery and he's, he's back on track soon. Yeah, hopefully so. And um, uh, after that one as well, obviously there was the news. Uh, I'll come to you for this one, Ryan. Um, Jordan Palin had an accident uh, while practising for Team GB at Bellevue the other week and sustained a nasty head injury. Um, unfortunately, Jordan uh, has withdrew from the rest of the season. Um, I think that's probably a wise decision, Ryan. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, he can only go on sort of the, the information that he's been given, and if if he feels it's best for his longevity of his career, um, for him to sort of take that step back, maybe for three or four months and not ride, if he thinks that's maybe going to give him a little bit more at the end of his career, um, then then obviously he, he is still a young lad and um, certainly needs to think about his long term um, health as well. Yeah, definitely so. And I know there was a few ex-riders such as Gary Stead come out on the back of uh, what what he had said. And um, there was a statement that came out from Jordan as well. Um, he's had he's had time to process the extent of the injury and information from the consultants. Um, and in reality, he's looking at essentially two months before he can um, take part in Speedway again. So... It pretty much had curtailed his season anyway. So, uh, from my perspective, I think it's a it's a good decision for Jordan. He's a he's a young lad still, plenty of time in the sport. Um, as Gary Stead said, Speedway will still be here when Jordan decides to come back. So, I think it's a good decision for him 
to come back and uh, or wait until uh, next season and then come back. Um, that was pretty much it uh, in terms of injuries this week. As uh, Touchwood has been quite good. There has been some nasty crashes this week, but uh, uh, most people have, have stayed injury free, which is which is pleasant to hear. Um, I've just in the last few minutes seen. Um, I believe Jack Thomas will be coming back for Oxford this week as well, Rob. I don't know if you've seen yes. that one, but uh, yeah, I've, sort of, I've seen seen little bits about that. Um, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. Uh, obviously, they they need something at, at reserve is, is probably what you you, you kind of hope. Well, if you're an Oxford fan, you kind of hope that Cameron Heap, Cameron Heaps is, it will bang in the points at reserve, which he did against Plymouth the other week, but um, he wasn't so hot against Berwick. Um, I mean, Berwick did have a a fantastic reserve um, performance by Knudsen. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, Jack Thomas coming back into the team, um, I would assume he's going to go down down to reserve. So um, I think that's that's going to strengthen them, but whether or not that's going to uh, mean that they sort of push towards the playoffs, I don't think so. I think that's I think, I think think playoffs is a, is, is a no chance for Oxford this season, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, they're out of it. We'll come, we'll come into the tables towards the end of the show this week, but um, it's looking... Pretty tough for them at the moment, and I suppose it wouldn't be right, Ryan, if we didn't come to you uh, to talk about what was actually a really good result last week with um, Edinburgh getting getting a point at Leicester. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think when I came on the show, sort of to do the predictions at the start, I'd, I'd obviously said Edinburgh have a strange um, knack of just getting results in, in certain places where we're maybe not expected to. And I think that's that's just something that, that we've always been able to do. Um, as, obviously, you can see sort of um, whether maybe Sam Masters would have got... Um, would have been the difference between us maybe getting a, getting a draw or, or, or even winning it. I, I think it's... it's what Richard Lawson done an extremely good job. Um, obviously, leading well pack, packed up um, in his first ride. So you can't really blame blame him for that and say I guess, uh, I guess wouldn't have done any any better. But um, obviously, hindsight is one of those things that you would never you you would never actually know until um, Masters is back in the team. Yeah, definitely so. But all the same, a uh, fantastic result, and it, it puts it puts Edinburgh really in the hunt for a playoff place now. I think. If if anything for me, they've probably got the edge over teams like Scunthorpe at the moment. Um, potentially could just sneak in there. Yeah, um, and I think we we had a fairly sort of slow start to the season in terms of maybe too too many new sort of riders to the team taking a little bit of time to gel, especially at home. Um, but I think the ever since Lassie Fredrickson, for example, has come back from his injury, he, he looks like a new a, a a much more confident and brand new rider. Um, obviously, we're, we're beginning to get a little bit more now that uh, Jacob Hook's seen a lot in the tracks as well. He's now beginning to come on to more of a um, a little bit more of a um, purple patch as well. So, um, as long as we can get all seven riders firing at one point, at one sort of on, in one meeting, um, we, we could potentially um, upset a few. Yeah, hopefully so, and we'll we'll see how that goes over over the tail end of this season. We've got the the championship jubilee going on at the moment with a few scatterings of championship fixtures, so we'll we'll keep a close eye on um, how that goes. But um, as I said previously, we've got uh, Ollie Allen coming on the show this evening, and I've left him waiting in the lobby long enough now. So uh, 
I'm just going to admit Ollie Allen into the meeting with us and, and hopefully you can hear us all right, Ollie. Oh, Ollie's on mute. I'm not now. Hello, hello, Ollie. Hey, how are we doing, Ollie? Hello. Yeah, very well. You? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, thanks for joining us on the show this evening. No problem at all. Um, so obviously, I've got, I've got myself on the show. I'm Nathan. Uh, Rob's Rob's here as well, and we've got a guest co-host this evening. Kane's un- unavailable this evening, so Ryan's come on to the show with us. Um, um, we we okay. uh, primarily wanted to get you on the show. Uh, obviously, the Speedway of Nations begins next week. Um, in Denmark, um, so we wanted to to have a chat with you about ranking the the boys' chances again as, as joint team manager with Simon Stead. So um, to begin with, we'll start um, as we go over into Denmark and a change of venue. Um, is this has this caught you on the hop a little bit? Is is it changed anything in terms of preparation? Um, yeah, it changes things a little bit because we, we were quite well organised going going into the event so we sort of already had multiple meetings about um sort of team meetings about our itinerary for the week so it changes that a little bit because we we're now not staying in Esberg and um but, but nothing major the timings of everything are the same um you know it's all it's all planned out quite um it's planned out well in advance and it's um it's sort of it's just very well organised, really. We, we kind of have timings for you know, all of our meals and everything like that already. So, it's, but it's just you know, it's a, it's a few, it's a few small things. It's like restaurant changes and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, so as far as so as far as planning is concerned, I, I don't think it's changed too much. Um, obviously, the with the going from Esberg to Voyens, um, I know I know one of the reasons. Wolfie signed for Esberg this year was because the speed, he knew the Speedway Nations was there. Yeah. Um, I think that sort of that sort of contributed. I'm not saying that's the, the only reason because of the, there are loads of reasons why a person's a rider signs for a club. Um, but I think it, it was a factor, and we we were um, quite excited about the fact that Ty had some some home track knowledge there. Um, so now we go to Voyens, which is um, uh, you know I think <clears throat> I don't think Dan's never ridden there. Um, Robert and I have um, obviously it's been the, been the venue for GPs and, and and World Cups and things like that in the past so they've both been there um, so yeah I mean it, it's um, we're, we're still really positive about it I, I actually think the the shape of the track the, the shape of the Voyance track is is more of a British shape than, than say Esberg Esberg has more of a continental sort of feel to it Yeah. so so actually, even though you you lose the, the the tiny bit of maybe home track knowledge that I had, you actually you've gone to a track that it certainly won't favour the poles as much as Esberg, which is obviously is good for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where I. Yeah, sorry, sorry, no, you carry on. No, so I was just going to say that's that's kind of my thoughts on it really on on the track change. Um, is that you know a tiny bit of a negative, but then there's also a, a probably a bigger positive. So it, it makes makes things we're, you know, we're still looking forward to. We're still really positive about it. Yeah, I think we uh, we go into semi final two on Thursday, uh, July the twenty eighth. Um, with no disrespect to the opposition, I think it's it's quite a favourable group for Great Britain as well, and. 
and obviously yourself and the guys must really fancy their chances of getting through to the final on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, there's there's sort of two ways of looking at it. I mean, you we, we, we go there to try and win the whole thing, so and, and you can't win the whole event if you don't beat all of those teams anyway. Yeah. So regardless of who you get in the semi, if you, if you want to win, you have to beat everyone. Um, however, you are you are right. I do think it's the better semi to be in. Um, and um, you know, I, I think when you look at the whenever you look at past FIBA Nation draws and World Cup draws. They, they do try to, I think the organisers do try to balance it out a little bit. You know, you can always see that you never see, you know, it makes sense not to put all of the top nations in one semi-final. Um, and, and maybe it's done us a favour by winning last year. Maybe you, maybe you get the slightly easier semi. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that is what happened, but it, it, it could potentially be something to do with that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think on the on the on the basis of the the, the sheer relation last year, I, I remember watching the final last year, and I, I really at times I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And but on the other hand, you you sort of when you've got riders like Lambert and Bewley together, you, you sort of have to believe that they're now capable as as riders on the world scene of of pulling up or beating any rider in the world really. And, and with Waffenden in there as well, I. I guess you've got some really hard decisions to make over the coming week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly easier than last year because last year we had we had the what our, our third rider had to be under twenty one, so that that was an easy decision at the time. Tom was the standout under twenty one rider, but the problem was for us last year was trying to narrow down to two seniors out of the three. Um, now, looking at it last year. Lambert and um, Woofy were uh, probably more um, higher up the international ladder than Dan, but it was Dan's home track last year at yeah. Bellevue, so that made it really, really difficult. Um, as it turned out, they all they all got to ride, um, obviously because Ty was injured, and, and they all did really well. Um, and I can remember the first night there. I can remember my. I don't really, I don't look at my phone throughout the meeting. I don't, you know, it's, it's the least of my concerns. But I remember looking at my phone. Um, I think I went to the toilet during the during the meeting or something, and I pulled my phone out of my pocket and had a look at it, and it was like well, my Twitter had kind of gone off because there were people on there that had been sort of slating me and Simon for not picking Dan, but then apologising um, because because Robert was going so well that first night. Um, so there was obviously it was a, we knew it was a mixed. You know, there was always going to be a mix of sort of opinion on, on who we chose. Whereas this year, actually, you look at it and um, uh, you, you you pick three. You can use the third rider, whoever that may be, whenever you want and as many times as you want. So actually, our, our decision this year is is easier um, as far as picking the, the three are concerned. What what's tricky now is um, when and if you use the third rider. Yeah. Um, because. You know, I, I don't. Um, we, we haven't decided yet the the sort of makeup of the lineup, but we have we have we have a good idea who it will be. And um, but I also I, I would I I imagine that we will you will will experiment with that third rider during the, the first semi final because you'd be stupid to go into the final having not done that. I think. Um, so, so yeah, I, 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 
I would imagine they will all ride, um, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah, brilliant. And and just to give to give everybody a little insight in what it's like uh, to be involved in such a meeting, what what's the what's the sort of schedule for for the for the day itself? Um, what do you go out as a team, or or do you do your own things, or how do how do you prepare for no, this, we, such a meeting? We, we, we tend to we, we throughout that kind of um, week, uh, or not week, we're there sort of four or five days. We'll 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 do everything as a team. So we it's it's you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. We we'll travel to the track together. Um, it's all quite a team event, which is. Um, which is our, that, that's the way, it's not the way everyone does things, but that's the way we do things. That's the way that Simon and I believe is is, is the best thing to do. Um, creates a good team spirit. Um, and and well, it's important you get that team spirit because unlike a lot of other sports, do, you know, do, during their day-to-day racing, these guys are against each other. So then, then you, you, you don't have many... Great Britain team events, so they, you know, they have to come together as a team for this one-off sort of big event. So it's important they get that kind of that team vibe going early on, um, and we just try and keep that going throughout the week, throughout the build-up to the meet. Uh, and so, and then going into the meeting itself, um, yeah. obviously you have to make split decisions, split-second decisions at times, especially yeah. in terms of which riders are you going to replace. What? Do you watch? Do you watch every heat, um, or do you, are you in the pits with the riders discussing things? What, what's your sort of style of uh, management on the on the actual meeting itself? Well, we're, we're in a sort of fortunate position where because there's two of us, we, one of us tends to liaise with the riders more, and one keeps an eye on the on the. We are the nowhere generation. Uh, so, at Bellevue, Simon spent probably more time in and amongst the riders' pit bays. And I tended to be more the eyes and ears of the track and just I kept, you know, I, I kept the scorecard up to date and, and kept my eye on sort of track lines and racing lines and, and how they might change. Um, so so I guess we're, we're fortunate in, in in that we've got two, two managers so we can kind of um, cover both bases because it's not easy to do both. You know, I, we, Simon and I do, do events on our own throughout the year like, you know, European qualifying rounds for, you know, different tournaments and, and we'll often do those on our own and we kind of share them. Uh, I'll do some events and he'll do others. And, and it, it's not easy running about between track and the pit bays and whatever. So um, I think having two of us is an advantage. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you said, um, you, you and Simon uh, have plenty of meetings to take in over the course of the season. And uh, obviously next year we revert back to, to the old World Cup uh, format and um, obviously with that there was a test match at Glasgow um, last week. Is there anything there particularly that you learnt from other riders, or is it a, a case of just giving um, riders like test match experience essentially? Um, I, I think the test matches they are good for um, the Great Britain team and 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 to give something back to our partners. For companies that back us, um, and it's also a chance to give um, other riders some, a chance to wear that Great Britain race jacket, and it's a it's a great chance for Simon and I to see how riders react to um, their call up or you know what things that we ask them to do because it's not it's not a normal league match. You know they can't 
you can't you know rock up in flip flops and and shorts and a t-shirt and it's you know we, we ask a lot more of them and it, it's a good opportunity for Simon and I to see how riders react to that sort of thing because it's not there's there's a lot of things that go into racing for Great Britain and we we, we want we want the right attitude we want the right um, sort of I don't know sort of behaviours and appearance and that so so it's it's not just maybe their form we we want um, sort of cooperation from them as well so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot to be learned from those sort of events, and, and um, it's all. What, what's really good is that, you know you give someone like Conor Bailey a, a chance to, to ride for Great Britain and see how he gets on. And uh, I know Simon said he was quite impressed with him actually at Glasgow. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's, they're, they're useful. Uh, they're useful meetings, and, and we and we want to. We want to win them as well, and, and we were disappointed we didn't. Um, you know, we don't take them, even though they're called a, a sort of a test match. We don't use them for testing. It's, it's a, you know, the riders go there, and we want them to do the best they can. Um, so, so yeah, they're, 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 you know, we love them, and, and we'd, we'd like to see more of them. It's just, it's difficult because you've got this. Um, in, in certainly in the UK now, you've kind of. Sort of since COVID, I think you've now got like almost like a compressed season. It seems to start later, finish earlier. Um, a lot of riders doubling up. It, it's hard. There aren't many free race nights, so it's not easy to to organise that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. And I, I suppose with such a busy schedule, with with riders riding all over the place now, it's it's quite difficult to arrange, as you say, uh, in international matches against the, the likes of the rest of the world, Poland, Australia, etc., etc. So, mm. is it a case of just seeing who's currently in form at the moment? I, there's there's so many riders that we've talked about on this show that have that, that leap out at us at the moment, and and I think a special mention for Adam Ellis as well, um, who's who's qualified by right for the uh, speed the European Challenge. So uh, I think that's yeah. a positive for him as well. Yeah, I mean Adam. He, he had the opportunity to be included in that test match. Um, he was just his schedule kind of didn't work. He had he was it, he, it did originally. Then he had a rain off in Poland, and what it meant was he was racing Doggerfields in Latvia on the Friday night. Then he, it would have meant Glasgow on the Saturday, and then back out to Poland Sunday. And the flights and and, and sort of things just sort of logistically it didn't work um, for him. Um, so. That's why he wasn't involved. But they, yeah, like you say, he's he did really well to qualify for the SEC like on his own merit. Um, he, you know, we, we Simon and I were sort of over the moon for him really because he hasn't had the best league form in the UK this year. You know, I think he's capable of a lot more. Um, I mean, if you're going to give special mention to anyone at the moment, it's, uh, for me, it's Bomber. Like I think it Definitely, means, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've seen him ride a few times recently. Uh, and he's been fantastic, you know, absolutely fantastic. He um, he's even he's even gaming, which is just like I've never you know, heard of. <laughs> I, I went down, yeah, I went I went to a race at pool, and he made he got an eighteen point max. He made six starts. Well, he actually made seven because there was a rerun. And and I and I honestly think seven starts from Bomber in one night is years with him at Coventry. <laughs> um, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was just, and uh, I was so chuffed for him. You know, the the worrying thing is he didn't know why he was gaining, which is always a bit of a concern. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, classic bomber. 
Um, but yeah, brilliant. And he's just got so much enthusiasm for the sport still, and I love it. And I, and I tell you what, he since he sort of last year, Simon and I involved him sort of in the Great Britain into Great Britain events, and he is a he's a role model to any of those the younger riders coming through because. Um, when you ask him if he wanted to do a Great Britain event, he he, he comes back with the right questions, and and they are, you know, when is it, uh, and where is it, and that's really all he needs to know, and and he's he's off, you know, he's like, yep, yeah, I'll sort it, and and that's that's what you want. He's proud to wear the the, the Union Jack, and um, he, he sort of fights for every point, and um, I'm sorry, I. I, I had a lot of time for Bomber when I rode with him, but I've got I've got sort of extra respect for him now because I'm I'm sort of seven years retired and and he's the same age as me and I and I look at him and I just think you you you're doing brilliant um I'm, you know I'm really pleased with. Yeah, of course, and I'm glad you brought up Bomber because one one of the things I wanted to touch on is obviously there was a lot of chatter about when uh, the the squad itself was sent out and a lot of people asked mm. questions why Bomber wasn't in it. And I think, uh, and I think I, at the point I said, if there's a rider in form at the moment, it's Chris Harris. But I think my yeah. my my argument for this is, I think, and you could you can correct me on this, but uh, Bomber it almost feels like he's he's coming to a, as sad as it is, he's coming to an end, and it's now that time yeah. when we give an opportunity to somebody else who could propel us into yeah. the future. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think there's there's a, there's a little bit of that. Um, there's also, um, I mean, he, he, his British league form is really, really good, um, and it, it's, it's better than Adam Ellis's at the moment. Um, but Adam's holding his own in the sort of Polish first division. He, he made it into that sec um, series, so he, he's not had a bad year either. Um, and I think. Um, it was it was a tough call between the two of them, um, but but I, I think with Adam being a being a lot younger and um, you know they'll you like you never know what's going to happen, but you know what what I see you know Bob Bombers Bob Bomber could keep getting better and he could keep getting you know he could climb back up to where he was when he was sort of winning Cardiff stuff. There's no reason why he can't do that. But but the the likelihood just because of their age is that that's it's probably over the next few years you know if, if everything goes well and if their attitudes are right then you you would expect Adam just because he's so much younger to to be the one to to keep improving you would expect that yeah um, so there's kind of a bit of that in the back of our mind um, but the we've got, we've got the World Cup next year which um, increases the number of riders we need to take and um, uh, I, you know, I, I really, I really hope Adam has a good couple of uh, or good few sec rounds left, and 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 shows what he can do in that. Um, but you know, next year will be, you know, for the World Cup, will be pick purely on form. It won't be on, you know, age won't be a factor when it comes to that. Um, but you, you, will, you know, the, the the likelihood of of your sort of third and fourth pick in this Speedway Nations getting a ride is. Very, very slim. Um, you know, I touch wood when I say that because I really don't want to go down that route again um, of, of riders getting hurt in the meeting. But, but yeah, it's um, 
it, it, I don't know what the, the, the fans sort of said about it, but I can imagine there was a, a mixed uh, opinion. Um, so, and I, I, I get that. Like I totally get. It. I've seen Bomber riding really well this year. So yeah, it was it was a tough call for us, but we we've done what we think is right for the time being. Yeah, certainly, and and I think I think you can justify your decision with the riders that you've got. I saw Adam Ellis um, at Kings Inn a few weeks ago for Sheffield. He was an absolutely scintillating form, and I I messaged Robin Kane afterwards to say, "Is this someone that we underestimate?" Because I think it, we're at that point now where he probably is. I, I wouldn't say he set the world alight in the first round of the SEC. Um, I think he's no. he's probably getting to grips with that competition. There's, poor, some, there's, yeah. there's some fantastic riders in that competition, but that's the sort yeah. of level you're going to need someone like Adam at when we go to a World yeah. Cup next year. So, but it's good to see yeah. that these riders are in these events. Yeah, the, the other thing to bear in mind is that Simon works with him weekly with Sheff- at Sheffield, and he knows you know his sort of strengths and weaknesses, and and. You know, he's he's seen some sort of magic from Adam this year at times, and it's just it's always been that way with Adam. It's just a case of getting it out of him at the right time. You know, you need um, he he possibly just lacks a bit of consistency, and the talent's there. Simon says the hard work is there, so it's just it's just maybe just mentally getting it right so that he's he's performing at a high level all the time, and that's what we that's what we want from him really over the next few years. Yeah, definitely, and. Just to recap on the the semi-finals that we've got coming up in the Speedway Nations next week, uh, it all kicks off on Wednesday the 27th. Uh, Semi-final one will be Germany, Poland, USA, Latvia, Finland, Australia and the Ukraine, which is is quite juicy in itself with Poland and Australia in there. And I think uh, the the Germans and Latvians might fancy themselves for a bit of an upset out of that one as well. And then into semi-final... Yeah, the, the Latvians are always good, aren't they? They're always good value, so, so yeah, they won't be easy. Yeah, I, I always think the Latvians are, are, are better in a pairs competition. Um, I mean, mm. many many people could probably argue that Great Britain are, are, are at their best in a pairs competition, but this is almost yeah. sort of what this competition is for. Not, I mean, you wouldn't, mm. you wouldn't normally see countries like uh, France, for instance, with Balego and Berger, who will come to in semi-final two against uh, our boys in the Czech Republic and Sweden, Italy, Slovakia and yeah. Slovenia. You wouldn't, and teams like Slovakia and Slovenia as well. And although it's interesting to see Matty Zagar's not selected um, in that one, yeah. which, which, which probably does yeah. us a favour there. Yeah, either not selected or or chose not to do it, one or the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They're, they're, there's, there's sort of riders in each team that can nick a point off people here and there, and um, it's up to you to, as a team, to be be consistent and ride well as a team. And it, it, it won't it won't be easy. Um, but but looking at the lineup, you'd be you know you you'd be very very disappointed if you don't qualify. Um, and 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 um, you know we we. we we're confident. We 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 plan on qualifying, and we plan on, you know, we 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 were sort of ready for that race on Saturday. And um, I'm, I'm the sort of form of our riders is good at the moment. I think Dan, I think Dan and Robert, there's no, um, no one could deny they're they're better this year than they were last year. I think they're both up their game internationally, so they're that's great because we won it last year and, and I feel like those two are better now so yeah and I think Dan, um, Dan hit the got the new track record at Lesno yesterday yeah, I think. yeah yeah I spoke to him I spoke to him on the phone today and I said he, I said oh how's um, 
know, I said, your leg must be all right. And he said, yeah, he said, I just, he kind of made a joke. And he said, yeah, I just um, put it by the back wheel and left it there and got the track record. So <laughs> his words to me, and that's typical, typical Dan, really. Um, but yeah, he's, um, he's, a good, he's a good guy, really, really laid back. Um, and which is, which is nice to have in a sort of high pressure meeting. Um, Robert's, Robert's obviously, he's sort of really knocking on the door of that ne- next level. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be long before he wins a Grand Prix. Um, and, and Ty's, you know, Ty's probably, I'd say he's the best team rider in the world, I think. I don't think there's anyone better at it than him. Um, he's, he's a good good leader for our team in, in that he's been there and done it all before and, and you know, he thrives on the pressure. He thrives on being the leader and... Um, He's um, he's a good guy to have about. Yeah, certainly. Um, I know uh, we're all looking forward to it, and um, hopefully another gold medal come uh, a week on Saturday mm. would be absolutely fantastic. And of course, that's the aim. No, it'll be tough. Um, I just get the feeling that the poles are a little bit bruised, and, and they'll really want this one come yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that that hurt, <clears throat> hurt a bit last year in, in Manchester, but there's. There, even though we're the reigning champions, there's there's a lot more pressure on the poles than there is on us. Um, Definitely, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think they they get so much pressure from their media and their fans, and um, I, I, I think I, I I think we'll be relaxed going into it. I, I think with it being in Denmark as well, not on home soil, there's actually I I feel like there's less pressure us pressure on us this year than there was last year I think you know when it's at Bellevue everyone's going oh it's your home track you know you all know it so well and actually we had two riders that hadn't been there for three years so you know it's not it wasn't much of a home track at all um, so but but that that constant in your ear of you know you know you're on you're on your home track and blah 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 that that, that kind of that gets to people and um, and we dealt with that really well I think this year I think we've got the monkey off our back we've won one so I think the riders are going to relax, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love these meetings. I love when we all get together like this, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant, as as are we. And uh, I'll just see if um, if Rob or, or Ryan have got anything they want to add, rather than me hoggle the conversation here. Rob, Ryan, have, <laughs> have you got anything you want to add to the conversation? Oh, well, I'm currently I'm prime with my my ten questions. So, um, uh, Ryan, you you crack on, buddy. Um, the only sort of thing that I really had and Ollie's sort of touched on it there um, a moment ago is, was just how is there anything that you and Simon are putting in place to maybe not take the pressure off but it obviously with with with, uh, with everything that happened last year it, is is there a little bit of added pressure with with sort of being the reigning champions or do you think it's, do you, think it's do you still think it is less pressure? Oh, I, I think it's. I actually think it will be. It will be less pressure than last year. Obviously, you're going to get probably on the day of the event, day before, you, the riders are going to be doing a lot of a lot of interviews, and, and every 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 one of them is going to say, you know, do you, do you think you can win it again? And, you know, other than dealing with that kind of stuff, I, I, I don't think I don't think the riders themselves will be feeling it anymore. I think I think we'll go there and. Um, yeah, I think we'll, 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 I, I, I sort of imagine quite a relaxed atmosphere, really. Perfect. Um, well, uh, what I'll do, if you don't mind, Ollie, is um, we, we have a quick-fire ten questions for all our guests that come on the show. Okay. 
Um, so yeah. I'm going to hand over to Rob. He'll fire out the questions. Nothing too difficult. It's just what the first thing that comes into your head, and they're all Speedway okay, related. Man. So I'll hand over no to problem. you, Rob. Perfect. Yeah. No, um, because I, I'm not. I wasn't uh, very sort of pre-ready with this. It's the normal sort of set of ten questions. I haven't yeah, made anything no special for the Speedway Nations, unfortunately. But um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll crack on when you're ready. So uh, number one, uh, your favourite track. Peterborough. Uh, number two, your least favourite thing about Speedway? Injuries. Okay. Uh, number three, the favourite rider that you, you were in a team with, that you raced with? Chris Neath. Remember that from Swindon when I was a little kid. That is, that's <laughs> um, number four, your, uh, the best moment in, in Speedway, either racing or managing? Speedway Nations. Yeah. Um, your pick for the three uh, British leagues, so who's going to win, win each of the leagues? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Mil- Mildenhall, um, Poole, and Sheffield. Um, perfect. Uh, if you can remember it, do you remember your first pro race, um, where it was and where you finished? Yeah, I won my first ever race at Milden Hall off Gate 4 in Heat 1, National League. Nice. It's getting cocky, though. Gate 4 at yeah, Milden Hall. Yeah, I'll never Mildenhall. forget that race. <laughs> never forget that's, it. That's to, to be fair, that's back-to-back guests that didn't say they fell off. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a roll. <laughs> uh, number seven, your favourite rider ever, either past or present? Simon Wigg. Uh, your three, uh, oh yeah, sorry. Your fa- uh, three favourite things about Speedway. Uh, Travelling, um, independence, um, and the the thrill of of riding a bike. Yeah. Uh, number nine, your pick for the uh, who's who's going to be world champion this year. Yeah. Um, probably the most important question, although Kane's not here to probably hear you not pick his club, but uh, it's, it's for me, any reason... It's me or you, Rob, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's me, it's, it's me or Nate Um For any reason, um, one of these three clubs, uh, you just pick one for any reason, um, Swindon Robins, Workington Comets or Kingsland Stars? Kingsland Stars. Yes, didn't even hesitate. Is it Swindon, Ollie? He's a Norfolk. I know, I, I know, but I'm a local lad. I'm He's a Norfolk mean. boy, Rob. He's never going to pick Swindon. Yeah, six years <laughs> down the drain with one question. No, oh. I know. Yeah, but he enjoyed he, he enjoyed Kingsland more. I did, yeah. But, well, no, I, did you know what? People forget that I did that many matches for Swindon. Like you'd be surprised when people don't know I did that, and that was kind of that was unheard of back then. Like sort of six, or well, it's unheard of now. Certainly, six years at the same club. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just think Kings and Lord will always have a sort of special place for me, just because it's sort of local and that's the one yeah, I probably get to the most. Yeah, I think yeah, we, uh, course, me and Rob were talking before. I mean, we didn't realise that you'd had six years at Swindon, or I certainly didn't realise it was that long. Mm. And actually, I didn't realise you'd had so. It, it felt like you were at Kings Lynn for a lot longer than what you actually were, because yeah. I mean, you, you oh, went I, you I, went I, across I, two leagues essentially, but it just felt longer. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do much at Kings Lynn. Same with Peterborough. Like I always, for me, like. This all, this all sting any Kings Inn fans, but for me, Peterborough is, is, is feels more like my club because that's where my dad rode, that's where I first started, and 
that's where I retired. That was even though I only did a few matches that season. Um, I actually didn't spend a lot of time at either Peterborough or Kings Lynn, but they're, you know, they're. I don't know. I just have ties to both of those clubs. I, I've got I've got so much time for Buster Chapman and his family, um, and and then I'll, you know, I've got all my sort of family connections at Peterborough, really. So, but yeah, it's um, yeah. It, 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 I think I ended on a sour note at Swindon. Like that's that's probably why I don't yeah. have such fond memories because I I started off as a reserve and I worked my way up to like number one. And this is all in the Premier League. And yeah. Then, and then we they went elite league as it was back then, and I sort of personally went off the rails that year, like off the, off track, and um, yeah, and and that obviously coincided with me riding badly, and I ended up, I think I transferred to Eastbourne the following year, I think, or something like that. It yeah. just didn't, it, it and it, it just then like I, I remember getting a lot of grief from the fans there, and I and that left a sour taste in my mouth because I felt like I'd done six years there where I'd done nothing but improve, and then then all of a sudden you have a bad year and it's like you're getting a load of grief for it. But, but there you go. No, just to be fair, that sounds like a good good portion of Swindon fans I know. In, in fairness, so, um, <laughs> poor club yeah, mentality, that no? poor club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it, to be uh, to be fair. From from like earliest memories of going to going to Speedway. But I, I, I mean, my dad. I was only born in '97, so I was, yeah. very, I was still pretty young when when, mm. when you were racing for Swindon. But no, I mean, yeah. you know, your little. Uh, yeah, this might sound a bit fanboyish here, but I think my first little uh, Speedway sort of figure toy was was, was <laughs> you in, in blue <laughs> in blue Kevlar's, mate. So yeah, okay, um, I, I got them. So I still got that somewhere. Um, probably, uh, I'm going to bring it up. I'm yeah, what's your other actually. memory, Rob? <laughs> yeah, my other main memory um, uh, is a certain home in against Arena Essex. Oh, the Kelvin Tate incident, yeah. Yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, do you know what? It's, what's funny is that that year, I um, well, actually, when, when I when I was a kid, I, I, I thought I thought Kelvin was amazing. I, I loved Kelvin, loved loved Simon Weed, but Kelvin in particular, when I was little, was like a real. He was just—he was the top English rider, so he was like naturally like one of my favourites. Yeah. And so to fall out with him on a first on you know like first Premier League TV match was—I was a bit like I don't know—I was a bit, bit embarrassed about it really. Um, and then that year I went out to um, if I'm running on, just tell me and I'll shut up. But no, carry on, carry on. Carry on. I, I went out to um, Australia for a um, oh no, it was to New Zealand for a World Long Track Grand Prix, and I spent a few. Long story, but I spent a few years years with Ivan Major and in Australia, and he was organising the GP. He said, "Do you want to come and do it as wildcard?" Yeah, fine. And he organised the flights. And he'd heard I, I told him about this thing with Kelvin, um, and he he kind of had a joke about it because he knew Kelvin well. He'd known him for years, whatever. When Ivan booked the flights, he put he purposely put me on the seat next to Kelvin. <laughs> I'd not really spoke to Kelvin all year, and I remember walking on the plane. I'd seen Kelvin in the airport. Didn't really dare go and speak to him because I was a bit embarrassed about the whole thing, if I'm honest. Um, and and then I walked on the plane. And you know when you're sort of looking down the aisle and you're counting the rows and you're like, you know, like twenty twenty three D. I'm counting up there. I'm looking and I'm like, oh shit, I'm next to Kelvin. <laughs> and and. Um, <laughs> But to be fair, to be fair, that kind of broke the ice. That was that was done for then, you know, because we, we had we had like twenty hours next to each other, um, and and when I got to the other side, like, uh, and I saw Ivan, he's like, oh, he, he said to me, oh, "Did you like your, Did you like who you sat next to?" And I was like, "Well, you know, if it was anyone other than Ivan Major, I'd have probably called him a name, but um, couldn't couldn't do that to Ivan." 
yeah, it was funny. Yeah, brilliant. Lovely. Well, um, thanks for that, Ollie, and thanks for coming on the show. Um, it, it, it's really good for people like us who set podcasts up such as this to have people of your calibre on the show um, promoting Speedway. It's what we like to do. As I say, with everybody we have on the show, we all like to have a good moan about Speedway, but we also like to debate yeah, topics as well. Yeah, and yeah, and, and, and we, is, yeah, we like to celebrate success as well. And obviously, the GB boys last year uh, bringing home the gold medal was absolutely brilliant and a real buzz for Speedway in this country. And we're, we're just hopeful that it can happen again. We, I think we all believe more than more than we've ever done before. Uh, although it's in a different yeah. country, I think, as you say, the track is, yeah, is quite suited to us. So, so why can't we do it again? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely there's no reason why we can't. You know, I think we've got a good chance. I think, um, yeah, I think everyone feels good about it. I, you know, we like you say, we um, I'm exactly the same as you. I'm, I'm I'm a massive Speedway fan. I always will be, always have been, and I I love to have a whinge about the sport sometimes. And but I haven't got the answers for it. Like most of us haven't. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all. You know, we, we can all see what's wrong, but how you fix it, I, I don't know. You know, uh, it's. It's a tricky one, and you could talk for hours about that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I feel you on that one. Yeah, but uh, once again, it's just a massive thank you for coming on the show and talking to us this uh, evening, and, and we wish no, you, we wish you all the best for next week and, and all the riders out there as well. And uh, fingers crossed for you that we can bring home another gold medal. But uh, yeah, no, no problem. Thanks. As for I say, thanks for on. coming on the call, Ollie, and, and hopefully we'll speak to you again in the future. Yeah, I hope so, mate. I'll speak soon. Brilliant. Cheers, Ollie. Thanks very much. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. See ya. Well, that was that was Ollie Allen on the show, and, and great to talk to him, boys. Ryan, Rob, bringing you in. Um, obviously, we've all got high hopes for the for the World Cup uh, or the Speedway Nation. Sorry, this year. So, Rob, I'll come to you first. Where do you rank our chances? Uh, I mean, I think I think um, I've heard I've seen this on social media a couple of times, but I think he's right. I think we. I think this is the best. Um, lineup we Britain's had in years in terms of either this or the work either, either the Speedway Nations or the World Cup. I think it's you know to have three Grand Prix riders, uh, well, to have three British Grand Prix riders in your team. I, you, you, you've got to fancy your chances. I, yeah, okay, Poland probably do look. Yeah, they look the strongest on paper, but I, I think we've got as good a chance as anyone um, in in terms of just being able. You know, the the, not having to use an under twenty one rider with the absolute utmost respect to Tom Brennan, who did a great job last season in the uh, at Manchester, but with, with the removal of that rule, I, it just I think it, it makes us stronger, and I think we, we I think we've got as good a chance as anyone. I wouldn't put us as favourites. I think Poland are sort of eternal favourites for for anything speedway related, but. I definitely put us as, as as a close second. I think. Yeah, definitely, and, and Ryan, I suppose the, the decision is who is going to be that third rider who potentially might not get many rides. But if, from what Ollie was saying, somebody's going to get rides in that qualifier to be there for the final. But in my view, it, and based on what he was saying, that Bewley's not been there, I think he's the one that potentially could be starting as the reserve for the meeting. Yeah, that, and that's the big thing as well. It's, I think if, for, for whatever reason, it, it maybe is Dan that's maybe that third rider, if you're t- if you're bringing out one of the other two, I, I don't think you're dropping that much. Um, I think so, obviously in some of the um, some of the countries they might find that they maybe have their two big riders and then there's a big drop off between that sort of that extra rider. So if anything happens to one of the first two, um, or they need to change it for whatever, 
they, they then maybe struggle a little bit further. Um, but I think for, for GB, um, there is that thing that there's not a big drop-off. So you could take out Lambert, you could maybe take out Ty, and it, you'll still get, maybe probably get the same result from Dan. Um, and I think Rob's right in what he said. The, the, there, there's no doubt that probably the Poles are the favourites, and I think that's going to be the that's probably going to be the the same thing for years, maybe years to come. But mm. last year showed that as as long as you can get yourself to that final, absolutely anything can happen. Yeah, and it just takes what it just takes one one classic ride or one fall, and suddenly you've went from second place up and elevated yourself into the win. Yeah, and and what, what's interesting this year is um, both of you two have said about Poland being the favourites. There's actually going to be four, I think it's four teams who are going to be tracking three Grand Prix riders. Um, Poland, ourselves, Denmark and Australia. And what I find interesting is how those four, are, I mean those four are probably going to make it to the final. Um, obviously Denmark are already there. We've probably got the easiest semi-final and you'd expect Poland and Australia. But it's that for Denmark, for me, if, they, if, if Mickelson, Thompson... And Madsen can all pull it together. I think they could be a real danger for the Australia, uh, for the Polish poles as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's your home track advantage is 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 usually quite key. I know Ollie mentioned that. Um, obviously, two of our three last time last time I had, didn't actually hadn't actually ridden on Manchester for a while. So um, it's yeah. I, but in, in terms of Voyens, these guys, these the, uh, the Danish team would have put in a lot of laps around there. Yeah. Um, in in previous years, so yeah, I, I think it's I think it I think it's, it's exciting in terms of I don't think Poland are, are your favourites on paper, but I don't think they're they're that far ahead of everyone else. I think you, know, you, you as you said, like Australia have got Doyle and have got Doyle and Frick, and they've um, obviously both holders. Brady Kurtz, this is this is as good a squad as good a squad as anyone really. Um, yeah, so I, I think if 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 it was, if I was going to pick sort of uh, between three nations, I'd, I'd go Poland, Denmark, and, and Britain with Australia close behind. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it's a really exciting year for Speedway Nations. But I think it's really, really competitive. Yeah, definitely so, and uh, I'm sure we'll all be glued to the competition next week, and we'll we'll see how that goes. And this this ties us in nicely with a couple of things, um, including the, the the new challenge, which is the uh, the Ludlow versus Mitchell challenge this week, but. Uh, I just want to bring you the the current scores from the the Premiership pairs, if I must, because um, King's End have just lost a seven two to Ipswich, which is like my worst nightmare. So, <laughs> but uh, as we expected, uh, Wolverhampton currently lead the way on nineteen, Bellevue on eighteen, Ipswich sixteen, and those three are, are really getting away from the other three now. With King's End eleven, Peterborough nine, and Sheffield eight, and to see Sheffield struggling so much is um, is for Rob for me is unexpected. Uh, Jack Holder yet to score in that one. Yeah, that is a it is quite a surprising one. Um, I know that they'd uh, originally picked Ellis and Musilak, I believe. So um, I'm not sure why uh, yeah. why they, they why they had to make that late change. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of again, if Speedway was raced on paper, I think Sheffield would have won a lot more this season. But um, unfortunately, it's not. So uh, Wolves at home. I think you know if Wolves were going to win any of these meetings, it's definitely going to be at home. Um, I think that's the the week I chose Sheffield as well to win the pairs. Yeah, I think you did. Did I, did I pick Wolves? 
No, you've gone Ipswich. Cade went for the obvious. Uh-huh. Obvious. Oh uh, yeah, okay. He's gone for yeah. Okay. But he's that far beyond. He needs he needs help. So. Yeah, we can make him have a point for for that for this week. But yeah, Bell, Bellevue being tight. Obviously, they didn't pick Zagar either. I mean, he might be might be uh, previously engaged elsewhere, but yeah, they're they're, they're right on their heels. So from, from um, what I heard, yeah, and don't take this as gospel, Zagar's not interested in the pairs, and that's why he doesn't ride. But he rode at Kings Lynn last week, so I can't imagine that that's true. But that was from a Bellevue fan who said he's not, I think, he's not that bothered. I, I think that's just standard. Uh, sort of British B-Way fan sort of gossip really I think um, yeah, you know, I imagine if they're paying him to be there <laughs> kind of, I, I wouldn't imagine he's going to t- turn down a paycheck well but... I know I quite agree but um, moving on from that then because that's the one competition that we might actually win this year and we're falling apart but we'll move yeah. on to if you're both ready we'll move on to the uh, the challenge the Ludlow yeah. versus Mitchell challenge I need both your cameras yes. on for this yep. one so that there's no cheating. I'm going to let Ryan right. go first in this one as well as he's the guest, Rob. Cheers, mate. That's all right. So um, it's a bit dark in my room. I've it's got dark. everything um, turned on, <laughs> trying to cool the room down, but it's just not happening. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, this week's quiz is Speedway of Nations Orientated. Okay. So over the course of the last four years, when the Speedway of Nations has operated... 50, 5 zero different riders have rode in the final of the Speedway of Nations. So not the semi-finals. It has to have been the final day event or two-day event, and they've ridden in it. So there's 50 different riders. Okay. So, Ryan, okay. if you go first, you get to pick your first rider. Somebody who has rode in a Speedway of Nations final. Philip Hellstrom bangs. Oh, I knew someone would go for him first. Glad you did because I, I hadn't even come in my come into my head. To be fair, is the Bell, um, Bellevue I'll hero? Be, I'll, I'll be basic and say Bartosz Marzlik. Yep. Back to you, Rod. Uh, Jason Doyle. Yep. Uh, Ty Wuffenden. Yep. Dan Bewley. Yep. Robert Lambert. Yep. David Belago. David Belago, yes. Um, okay, sticking with the French theme, I'll have Dimitri Berger. Yep. Max Frick. Yep. Uh, uh, Max Ayanovsky. Yep. You've not Leon Madsen. Yeah, you've not picked anyone pre-last year yet. <laughs> uh, uh, Freddie Lindgren. Yo, you have now. <laughs> he didn't ride last year. He was 2020. Well, of course, he was injured last year, didn't he? I yeah. Think. Oh, we look to have a struggle on here. There's a wobble. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. And you said it was just the final? Just the final. I'm trying to think if this was the final or not. Uh, Jakob Torsell? Yes. He rode last year. He got injured with uh, some... Oh, God, I'm going to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> he got injured in the final last year. 
That's um, right. I, I remembered him getting injured, but I couldn't remember if that was a final or the semi. Uh, Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan is correct. Uh, Lebedevs. Lebedevs is correct. Doing well here, boys. Uh, so, Emil Saifutinov. Yes. Uh, Artin Laguta. Yes. Go on, we'll have the full, full, full whack of Russians. Uh, Gleb Chuganov. Yes. That's now back to 2019, that one. Oh. Um, I wonder if Anders Kane, Thompson. Kane's listening. <laughs> Anders Thompson, yes. Uh, Oliver Burnson. Oh, yep. Niels Christian Everson? Yes. Back to 2019 again. Oh, okay. Now we might be struggling. Um, uh, Dominic Kubera. Dominic Kubera is a wrong answer. I believe he was an unused reserve. In 20... Can't be an unused reserve. He was in, one ride, didn't he? No, not back in 2019, they didn't. Mm. In fact, not back in 2020, I don't think. I'm a, I'll allow you to check. I'll even check myself. But I think Kibera was an unused reserve. Mm. So, mm. so I think not. Ryan has won on debut. I'll wait for the adjudicator. I'm going, I'm going for an adjudication. It might, I, get so, I get so like... I think it might have even been last year in... Lublin, Poland. Kubera. Kubera did not ride in the final. Schmarslik and Wozniak. Nah, Wozniak. Simon Wozniak. Adjudication's in. It's a win for Ryan. Well done, Ryan. Win on debut. I feel a little bit bad. I'll give this one. I'm going to put this one. It's it's now 8 7 to Rob. And you can, Ryan can have a point. I'm not. You can give Kane a point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm putting this down as point, I'm putting this it. down as Kane's. <laughs> well, I think you just have a separate column. I'll put Ryan will probably beat him soon enough. He'll be, he'll be up by Kane's points anyway soon enough, I imagine. <laughs> Ryan Mitchell. It's in. I'll give there him. There we a... go. I was going to say yes. if Kane wants that point, he's going to have to be here to get a point. Six. He can't. He, can't just, he can't just defer. I've put six one eight. I like that. That's good. See, it's like a free. It's like a free loss this week. A free loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to format that in a minute. I'll remember that. Anyway, well done, Ryan. Good for. And now we'll move on to our predictions um, for this week. So if we go to last week again, um, Rob's actually now got himself another free pointer as well. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He uh, correctly, correctly predicted Ipswich to beat Bellevue 50-40 last week. So, you get the full three points, Rob. Uh, me and Kane pick up a point for our home wins. Uh, so that in, other means... news, uh, in other news, Rob picks up three points. Grass is green. Oh, here, we, here we go. I can't it's wait. really hot today. Yeah, I can't wait okay. till he goes for the obvious. Well, carry on if you He'll go for the obvious one in the next one as well. So, Rob's on 15, <laughs> I'm on 13 and uh, Kane's on 10. So, uh, obviously, uh, ongoing this week is our Premiership pairs, which is uh, our predictions from this week. I've got Sheffield, Kane went boring with Wolves, and Rob's got Ipswich. 
but this week we're focusing on the British Under-19 final, which is happening at Redcar on July the 21st. Uh, Drew Kemp obviously completed uh, a hat-trick of titles in 2021, uh, but he's now ineligible to compete. Um, unfortunately, there has been three riders pulled out from this meeting due to recent injuries. So uh, Ben Trigger, um, who's got a, a knee injury that he had surgery on last week. Uh, Luke Colleen, who's got a broken leg. And uh, actually, Luke will be joining us on the show in a couple of weeks, so we'll be able to talk to him about that. And Dan Thompson, who got concussion uh, at Leicester uh, last week, has had to withdraw. So um, I'll come to you first, Rob. Obviously, we've got the 16 riders here. I think we know that there's a standout in in the in the lineup, um, but I sense he's not that fit at the moment. He's actually not riding tonight. Could be saving himself for Thursday at Redcar. So, let's have your prediction. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the boring one this week, and rather than Kane, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Leon Flynn. Um, I think in terms of that that 16 rider lineup, he is the standout rider. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's at number five for Berwick at the moment. So to sort of be in there, sort of number two, number two position as such. Um, none of the other riders on in that in that list are even close to be are even close to being that sort of uh, on that sort of average. So um, I think sort of mentions would probably go to maybe Jake Mulford and, and Joe Thompson. I think if if, if there are if there are riders that are going to give Leon Flint, uh, assuming he's fit, of course. Um, uh, a bit of a run, then I, I think Marford and, and, and Joe Thompson will will come close. Um, in terms of the rest, I think it's, it's a competitive field, um, but in my opinion, I think Leon Flint is, is the standout rider there, and I think he, he would be the obvious choice, so uh, that's what I'm going to go for. Okay, okay, lovely, and uh, over to you, Ryan. Um, I don't know if you've seen the lineup. Uh, yeah, up in front of me just now. Lovely, so um, what, who do you see winning this one? Um... Yeah, I, I think it's very much the same um, as what Rob said. I think Leon just seems to be that that bit above. Um, I think some of the times that I've seen him sort of on on um, BSN and things like that this season, there's been a real sort of maturity to his riding as well. And I think sort of riding in at number five is doing that to him as well. Um, it's not just sort of open up the throttle, make sure I'm get around people it's actually thinking like sort of thinking tactically um so if i get past here if i come up the inside here that sort of thing um and i think i think he's only sort of improved since joining but um sort of better um at the, sort of at the start um and I, th- I think if 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 you had to see sort of uh Sort of maybe a couple of spoilers. I, I think Mulford and Thompson are, are probably the um, sort of the um, the ones that could potentially spoil it. But I think um, obviously very much depends on sort of, on the night. But I think I think Nathan Ablett's really surprised me as well when he came to Armadale last week. Um, I know obviously they, he's he sort of had no pressure and sort of and he's he's be, I think he's be, looks like he's beginning to sort of enjoy really enjoy Speedway. Um, so I think I think he's got the potential to sort of cause an upset as well, but um, I do think Flint very similar, very similar to, to to Rob. I do think Flint will probably take that title. Yeah, understandable that. Um, uh, Kane also messaged me earlier. He's gone for Flint as well. Um, 
My only scepticism is uh, how fit Leon Flint is. Um, as we spoke before, he, he rode at King's End last uh, Thursday. I, I'm not 100% sure that he was fit then. He had another crash this weekend, I think, and uh, he's been out injured. Uh, just, But then again, Joe Thompson had a meeting at uh, Redcar last week as well and didn't score very well, but in much better company than with the greatest respect he's going to have uh, this coming Thursday. Again, I think it's it's a really competitive meeting as I went to the under-21 semi-final at um, Mildenhall at the beginning of the season. Another seven-hour slugfest at Mildenhall, but we'll come on to that again in a minute. But uh, the lineups were very similar uh, in that one. Um, but again, the favourites always come out on top. For me, as, as Rob alluded to, Thompson, Jake Mulford, uh, Harry McGurk, I think Jody Scott could be a, a real spoiler as well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Jody on on the podium at some stage. But I'm going to be boring as well, and I'm going to go Leon Flint. I've, I've thought long and hard about this one, but I just think if you're, I mean, Dan Thompson's a number, uh, Joe Thompson, sorry, is a number eight uh, for Wolverhampton, and he's riding this evening. I, I just think Flint is going to come out on top in that one. Um, so that's who's going to get my vote. But uh, good luck to them all. It's it's a great. It could lead to to future success for for whoever the winner might be. So uh, we wish them all the best in their quest to to be under nineteen champion. And who knows, they could be uh, triple under nineteen champions like uh, Drew Kemp is at the moment. Uh, just moving on to a couple of other things before I I want to talk to you about uh, how long we've got left on the show. We've got about twenty five minutes, haven't we? There's a couple of talking yeah. points I want to get on to, but. Uh, apologies, uh, there was an injury as well. Uh, James Shanes is unfortunately out for the rest of the season now for for Birmingham and Mildenhall. Uh, he had a crash in a long track event in Holland uh, at the weekend. I uh, believe he sustained... I'm back. Oh, there we go. Well, <laughs> I, you're panicking me now. I thought I was going to have to do the rest of the show. The rest of the show just me and Ryan, there, mate. I think uh, I accidentally pressed delete on absolutely everything that I was reading. So, where was my schedule? <laughs> hey, we were talking about James Shane's. Um, uh, he's had a crash in a in a long track event at uh, in Holland over the weekend, which has uh, meant that he's now out for the remainder of the season for Birmingham and um, Mildenhall and he, uh, he sustained a broken arm and rib injuries so uh, all we can do is wish uh, James Shane a, a speedy recovery and hopefully see him on a bike again uh, next season but uh, at this point Mildenhall really aren't having a lot of luck at the moment in terms of injuries and and it's that I just want to uh, come on to now and I don't know how much you two guys um would keeping tabs on the Mildenhall Armadale meeting last night, uh, yesterday. Sorry. So, obviously, what we've got is a really hot day um, over at Mildenhall, a three o'clock start. I suspected that there might be problems 
at some point um, because of the uh, the weather. But then to get seventeen crashes and, and Rob and Ryan, sorry, you'll you'll know more about these lads from Armadale than me and Rob will. To to get seventeen crashes in fourteen heat, fifteen heats, and then to have so many riders pull out at the same time. I suspect that Armadale might have been questioning track conditions yesterday. Yeah, um, I'm not one. Just uh, different things that I've heard um, through different different sources and things like that. Um, was was that there were, it was very there was scepticism as to whether the meeting should sort of should have been progressing. Um, Oh, obviously, Mildenhall can, Mildenhall, sorry, can only do what they, they, they. Obviously, it's a three o'clock meeting, as you said, middle of a beautiful summer's day, which is hotter than normal. Um, there's not an awful lot that Mildenhall can do to sort of counteract that. Um, anything that they'll they put down will just sort of well, I would just, I would assume it would just evaporate. Um, whether whether it was the um, maybe the right idea to press ahead with it. Obviously, the the, the riders and the, the the guys down there they they'll they'll know more than I will. Um, and obviously, with 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 the way that Edinburgh sort of, or Armadale, sorry, are going about the, the team this year, to, to end up with I think we end up with three riders or four riders yeah. um, when we started with seven. It's one it's one of those days that. Um, you just can't sort of, don't can't really cope with in in speedway. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to speculate too much of the riders' in uh, uh, riders' abilities and, and the riders in question. I heard um, Sam Sam Beebe's, uh a, a relation, I believe it was his father, said Sam thought the the track was in fantastic nick. Maybe a Mildenhall rider would think that when they were having such a good day. Uh, Lee Complin himself um, probably not been to Mildenhall for a, a fair few years cracked in a, the fastest time of the season um, until that blue groove but but in fairness to Mildenhall apparently they listened to Lee Complin when he said don't water it after heat 11 but what struck me as strange was they stopped proceedings at heat 9 I think it was because of the amount of crashes to do track work and then they never done any track work it just, Rob, I'll come to you for this one. It just strikes me as changed that you would stop for a reason and then not carry out the reason. Yeah, I, whether or not, as you as you said, obviously they 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 were taking some advice from Lee Compton on the track, but whether or not, right? I mean, I don't know why why riders would suggest not making any changes to a track when you know there's there's a crash in almost there was a crash in in every heat virtually. Um, yeah, as you, you know, as you as you sort of uh, alluded to before, you you went to uh, Milton early in the season for a youth championship meeting, and it was um, pretty questionable then. And that that you know, that wasn't exactly when the weather was um, playing too much of a part. But yeah, like afternoon meetings, especially during the middle of the summer, are always uh, a bit sketchy um, because of how dry conditions end up being. Um, obviously, if, if Lee Compton didn't. Didn't want the uh, the trap watered, then there's there's a lot of there's there's clearly some some um, more in depth problems um, at Mildenhall. But yeah, it's yeah. it's very strange to to have a break to to want to do some uh, track work um, and then not to bother doing any and, and continue and continue having uh, crashes. It's yeah, it's very strange. I think it, it's uh, we, I think we, everyone knows of, of the notorious blue groove that appears at Mildenhall. 
Um, and I think there was a lot of problems on the third and fourth bend, especially where it was being watered on the groove. But um, I hope I know in, in respect to Mildenhall, and they're like a, love, a lot of other teams. Um, Speedway almost becomes second, the, the the little brother to to the stock cars and, and other things that go on at the track. So. I don't think that they, I suppose like Newcastle in many respects, they don't get to the track early enough to apply the necessary water or do the necessary track work. But uh, um, I hope, uh, it, it seems, for me it always seems strange that it's always Mildenhall that have these meetings that go on and on. Um, I do hope that they can sort it out. Um, I'm sure I'd like to, without casting assumptions on people that, it wasn't just convenience that three red uh, Armadale riders withdrew at the same time. I've heard a lot of things regarding some of the riders that were on show. Um, maybe true, maybe not true, but um, I'll keep them guarded to my chest until until something official comes out. But hopefully um, things do improve. For, for Armadale as well, and we hope all the riders that had to pull out of the uh, meeting um, uh, are feeling much better now. I know Matty Marson sounded a, a serious one as well, so hopefully he's feeling all right. But... Uh, before we go, I want to talk about some other bits as well. Um, there's one... Um, actually, I want to talk briefly about some, some vandalism at Plymouth following their meeting with Birmingham over the over the course of last week. Um, for me, it's just mindless. Um, people that feel the need to set fire to equipment. Um, some of the stock, stuff that they had, um, like burnt out, basically, and broken, it just... I, I don't understand some people sometimes, Ryan. I, I just what goes through people's mind that they feel that they have to do this. Yeah, I, I think it, it's always been one of those things that's that's it's only really sort of surfaced in the last I don't know maybe sort of ten years or so because um, I think the 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 one. Sort of the, the earliest time that I, that I could ever remember something like that, that happening was, I think it happened at Birmingham, maybe around 2013, 2014, sort of around that time. Um, and then from there, it just seems to be, it's not a, a common thing, but it just seems to be cropping up quite a lot. Um, and obviously, you can go on about who, obviously, who it is that's done it and and things like that, but the fact is, it just shouldn't be. It shouldn't be something that's happening at all. Yeah. Um, and especially with, with clubs sort of struggling as it is at the moment. Um, if you look at the, the, what Plymouth are going to have to maybe fork out to get replacement uh, gear and things like that, that that's something that could that that might maybe not Plymouth themselves, but an, another club that's maybe less, sort of less stable that could potentially just put them under and, and and they sort of they just pack up and leave yeah. um and obviously there's no um there's nothing you could do you, you could put in place to guard against that cctv only does so much um but it's something that maybe club sort of clubs can put things in place um in the future to, to sort of safeguard but it, it, it's tricky because you're, you would be spending money for maybe something that might never happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know this this used to happen with Stoke uh, quite a lot when I used to live in the area up there. Just the, the minus vandalism and break-ins, is, and you, and you can see what's happened to Stoke. It might have had nothing to do with it in the end, but 
Um, ultimately, it's a track that we've lost. Um, who had to spend money to to repair mindless vandalism. So, if if people from the area of Plymouth are listening, I, I I doubt it. But if you're listening, just stop and let people enjoy Speedway without having to wreck stuff stuff all the time. And this goes to anybody. It's not just in Plymouth, but just let whether it's Speedway or anything, just let it be. You don't need to mindlessly vandalise what people are trying to build. It costs people time and money to put this together and it's not right that people should have to spend hard-earned money trying to repair what people have done. So that's my, that's me done. I'll stop moaning there. Um, so obviously that's what... Sorry, sorry Nick. That's one of the things that, um, especially for from a, just a personal perspective, um, if you look at... Edinburgh moving into a new stadium, into sort of a new track, a new stadium next year, for example. That's that's something that's going to cost us money to do. Yeah. So if we get if we get halfway through next season, may say this time next season, and it's already been affected by vandalism, then what are we building for? So, it it, it obviously I would assume Edinburgh will have things in place, so big fences, CCTV, things like that, but. Obviously, it's not, it doesn't matter what what track it is, what which club it is. It's just, just something that shouldn't happen anyway. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and just moving on, but a, a couple of bits of good news before we leave, um, and then one more thing that I want to have a little moan about, or see what your opinions are. Anyway, um, it was the European Under Nineteen pairs at uh, in I can't remember where it was now. I believe it was in Poland this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, no, it wasn't it? Latvia Riga. Um, unfortunately, Leon Flint crashed on Friday evening, I believe it was, um, which left us with Sam Hagen on his own. There wasn't a reserve there already, so Sam Hagen had to ride in the pairs on his own, and he'd done fantastically well. Um, it, it seems unfortunate that he obviously had to ride on his own, but again, it was good experience for him, and in Heat 15, he managed to split the Czech pairing, um, and uh, reading comments, he kept both the Polish and Danish teams honest, honest in their heats as well. And Poland were crowned the new under-19 pairs champions with 26 points and only dropping four points across their six heats. Latvia claimed a silver medal. As I said, Latvia seemed to always do it in the pairs with Sweden pipping Denmark for the bronze. But uh, from that perspective, big well done to, to Sam for, for having a go and uh, representing his country. Uh, and obviously, as we spoke about last week as well, the um, the 250cc lads were finished off their pairs event in Pardubusi. Pardubusi? Pardubusi, I don't know. It's in the Czech uh, Republic anyway. Pardubis? I think it's Pardubis. Not a clue, but I'll go with that. And uh, they went into the second round of their pairs cup and uh, added 11 points to their total. So not quite as good as they did in the first round. Um and there they head into the final round next month with just two points separating themselves, Sweden and the Czech Republic in the place for bronze medal. So it's not all lost. But uh, uh, as Neil Vatch has said, the track it's, uh, has traditionally been quite hard for the British riders to find the setup on. It's big, flat, you need speed. But where it's slick, so much power and then the bike doesn't go forward. So uh, Luke and Max um, are only 15 and Williams Cairns himself is only 13. Did themselves proud. Um, and... And he he went on to say the eleven points they scored didn't warrant the effort that they all put in. But uh, it's a big well done to them guys, well, and it's good to see them representing their country on the international stage as well. Um, and we wish them luck. Um, 
next month when they uh, go for that bronze medal. Uh, just one final update from the pairs before we go, if I must, because Kings are getting tonked again. Um, Bellevue, Bellevue currently lead on 24 now. Uh, Wolverhampton and Ipswich on 22. Uh, Peterborough 16, Kingsland 14, Sheffield 10. So it is literally a free horse race. So it is between. You could you could still do this again, Rob. Yeah, I know. It must be getting boring. Me getting everything right. Now. It is getting a little bit boring. But... <laughs> We've got a few more minutes. So what I'm going to talk about is something that's. Um, it cropped up last week uh, while I was at Kings then. I was reading this with great interest. Um, at Sheffield, again, it seemed to be, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to go full ball on them like some people have, have decided to. But the green lights start because the tapes malfunctioned at Sheffield, which is off the back of what happened um, at uh, Sheffield the other week on telly with the, uh, with the airbag. But... Um, they noticed that there was a potential issue uh, just before tapes up. Uh, electrician was working on them. Um, and then by 8 o'clock they decided that the tapes weren't being used and a green, green light was going to be used. Um, there was one interesting comment I saw, Rob. Um, heat free, Scott Nichols touched the tapes, even though the tapes weren't even there. And, <laughs> and, no, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but... Um, I've got I've got a couple of angles and I, I don't want to take credit for this one but there was a comment somebody made that I saw last week where he said Formula One have been using a green light start for God knows how many years and no one's battered an eyelid so is it is it such a, a such an impossible thing that we could revert to a green light start? Um, no, I mean obviously if there are problems with the tapes they can't use them um i, I yeah i can understand you know they're not gonna you don't want to call off a meeting because the tapes don't work so um to get it started with a green light start you know makes sense um i think the issue you, you kind of have with in terms of green light starts in speedway and i think it might be as, as basic as this is that obviously the green light um there's only one of them uh and it's yeah it's obviously it's, it's to the obviously it's to the right hand side of the track on, on the on the home straight, so it's, you know, it's you, know, you, you see riders at the start um, at the start of a meeting, after, you know, having to ask the rep where the green light is and things like that. It's um, yeah, it's sort of best of a bad situation, really. Isn't it? Obviously, tapes is ideal, but you know, in, in F one, they've got yeah, you know, the lights are it's pretty difficult to miss them. So, but with, with this, it, it might be a case, it's, especially on a sunny day, you know, yeah, it's not like a uh, it's not like a traffic light, is it? You, know, you might not be able to see it with the glare and things like that. Yeah, you know, I might just be making up excuses for the riders, but it's yeah, it's not ideal. You, you want tapes to be used, but it's sort of the best of a bad situation, really. The other thing as well is that, that obviously in in sort of Formula One, you, you're going. They've evolved to that stage, so they'll have um, they'll ha- the, the, the the sort of technology that they have. They'll have transponders that will see up to a millisecond, like sort of a millimeter of movement. But can we not have that? Those, can we not have that? Right? We, why can't we, we, we have could, that? We we could probably certainly have that, but I think it's one of those things. In Poland, there might be the sort of the, the, the desire for that, but I think the way that British speedway is, um, I can't see that sort of the the money or the time or anything like that being put into that and that I, I think that's a fault of British people in, in general um, I don't think that's the fault of any one club or any one person um, I, that, and I would, I, would, I would just see that, that that being the only reason that 
that wouldn't be brought in. I, I think it's certainly something that could be brought in, um, but whether it is or not, um, I think it's a completely different story. Yeah, it was interesting to read. They tried, uh, there was a flag raised on the centre green to tell riders to get ready, but this was too confusing. So the start marshal should walk past them for the signal, then the green light means go. I mean, in, in many respects for me, I, I just, I get the feeling that what, why can that not be the future? Like, um, if a referee can see, I don't know, I, I don't know how it works in the referee's box is the thing. So if he can see a green light and people rolling at the start, we could we could escape from the tapes exclusions and the people rolling because you can stop it at that point. Rob, can you like if if you if you get what I'm trying to say, like if he can if he can see both the green light going off and the riders at the same time, we could stop this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it. I, I, I might have to disagree with it in terms of it of stopping it. I don't think. Uh, I think riders are always gonna. I think riders are just. Some riders are quite nervy at the tapes. You can see some of the. You know, some of them are sort of uh, a feather in the throttle. Even with you know with the tapes there, I, I think you'd you'd still have it. Um, but obviously, it's you, you're not going to have a tapes exclusion anymore. I suppose I, I don't really. You know, you'd have to you'd have to change the rules a little bit. But I, I think it's. Yeah, I can't imagine that you're suddenly going to get rid of uh, tapes. Is something that's been used, it's always been used in speedway. So I, I can't imagine that, that, that there's going to be a, a a desire to move away from it. Yeah. Um, it's just you know, it'd be nice to sort of come up with you know there to be a, um, a a written set of procedures for what what to do when the tapes are a no go. Yeah. You know, obviously, if, when you're reading the sort of when you're reading the comments, yeah, they said that. Um, you know, as you said, that was there a flag raised on the centre green? Was that is that too confusing? Do they just go with the Do they just go with the start marshal? Yeah, I think you know, it's, you just. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's interesting that I don't think they actually had a plan, and I don't think there is a plan. So, in Poland, if there's a tapes malfunction, what do they do? Is there a plan across the FIM, or is it just um, an SCB or a, a BSPL thing? It is yeah, is the interesting I mean, part. I think, um, from if memory serves me right, Swindon had two sets of gates, uh, two two sets of because yeah. I, I think they were used at Cardiff quite a lot. So if one of the if one of them malfunction, yeah, obviously they're both on a similar system, but I think if one of them malfunction, you, you've got a backup set. You, you have a backup sort of set of tapes. I'm not, I'm not, I could be on, I could be barking up the wrong tree there, but I know they did have two sets of tapes which they usually used at Cardiff, um, especially in the early years, anyway. Um, so it's I, I don't know like you know do you have you know do you, do you go green light go do you just sort of mark out a little box in the middle of the track for you know a little gate position for the starting marshal when he holds his arms out and when he drops him off you go like, yeah. you know, like faster furious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah maybe not yeah you know, yeah exactly you know maybe maybe not someone just sort of uh, dropping a dropping a flag or whatever but you know do you, do you do that he just stands in the middle yeah as they normally do with their sort of they stand there with their with their sort of arms out like a like an aeroplane, don't they? And then yeah. you know, drop it to to let the let the um, ref know that they're ready to go down there. You just sort of do that. Um, you know, I don't know. You might might you'd be a bold, you'd be a quite a brave start marshal to stand in the middle of a starting race. Maybe, yeah. but <laughs> there yeah. might there might actually be a gap in the the market for a sort of a, a one one club to maybe just trial and and then a sort of a full individual at some point just just using the green light starts. Well, I think that's um, yeah. And, yeah, sorry. From there. Yeah, sorry. I was going to yeah. say, Ryan. I think it's interesting you say that because I think 
Isle of Wight are going to test transponders at some point during this season, which is another point that I think we need. But as you say, I think it's interesting that in an individual, why does someone not test them in other than tapes? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I find about tapes, possibly now that you think, is they never obviously you know uh, you have instances where the tapes don't go up evenly. But sure, for the riders in the middle two gates, they never go up evenly. Yeah, I think yeah they lag it they they lag in the middle. Yeah, Yeah. they do because obviously you can't have them too tight because then they just snap. So there's got to be a little bit of giving them, but. You, you, give, you do that, you, you sort of loosen them, loosen it a bit, and gates two and three have always got a slight lag. You know, it's not a lot, and it, it's very rarely is it noticeable. And everyone's gonna, everyone has a go off of one of them gate, uh, off of both of those gates at some point in the evening. So it's the same for everyone, but it's not. Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.